Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I am joined today by Shandy Welch, a new friend of mine. I find people all the time who are on purpose, positive, focused on perspective and integrity and all those great things that I think make life more joyful. And Shandy is one of those people. Shandy, welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you. It's good to be here. Do you know why you're here? <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, yeah, right. You kind of do. I kind of do. Yeah. Here's here's some of my thinking. And for you listeners, Shandy comes from the nursing industry. Um, nurse practitioner, I believe. Yep. Was your career for a couple of years, couple of years, couple of decades. Couple 20 years, yeah. Couple of 20 years, isn't it crazy how life time kind of accelerates as you get older. Yes, it certainly does. Um, not that you're old <laughs> enough to even know that yet, but um and then you got to have some experience as a patient. I did. You've taken care of people in situations for your whole career, and then you end up with a diagnosis that had you looking at the other end of that whole thing. Yeah. And it uh, it gave you, shall we say, fresh eyes. That's a good word. Fresh eyes to look at this thing a little differently. You've learned a lot about perspective, positivity, what that does for you personally. Yeah. And for the hundreds of patients that you've served throughout your career, Shandy, share a little bit with us about about your story and why you're doing what you're doing now. Yeah, it started, I would say I was diagnosed about four years ago. And as you mentioned, I was a nurse or am a nurse practitioner. I work in a big healthcare facility and my job has always been to build teams together to integrate patient experience and healthcare together. Um, One of the quotes I have on my wall forever has been, don't forget humanity in the midst of technology. And that's really important to me. Yeah, to keep the patient in the center and to create excellent um, clinical pathways, but also the, the staff and the physicians and surgeons and to make sure that everyone was coming together for a common good and we could make this life better in some way, whatever that meant. So I've been doing that forever and, and it's been great and really successful and the honor to go into somebody's room at a time that's very difficult and scary and they're vulnerable is, is an honor. I mean, I really looked at it that way and, and love the whole experience. So with that said, Mm -hmm. On the day of my diagnosis, actually, which was so powerful, little did I know, um, I started my morning to go up to meet a gentleman who had, I I work in orthopedics, so he had sustained a hip fracture. In reading his chart before I went in there, um, found that he had had a stroke, and that's what made him fall. But what happened is they also diagnosed that he had metastatic brain cancer. Then he had the stroke, and then he fell. So, Wow. And he was about 80, 80 years old. 
So I come in on the orthopedic side of things and I'm going to come in and say what we can offer to help him with on the hip fracture side. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was thinking, God, what am I about to walk into? This man just gets this tremendous diagnosis, terminal illness. I'm talking about a hip fracture. That's sort of the last thing we should be talking about. Yeah. So I, I prepared myself and I walked in. <laughs> to my surprise, there is this gentleman with this great big smile, this beautiful personality, his two children there. And he greeted me. He was flirty and happy and positive, which completely took me aback. And I had this wonderful exchange with him. And he knew what exactly was going on. And I said, well, this is how, you know, we're going to help you in terms of your orthopedic side of things. And it was great. And certainly I came away with that. I chose to came away, come away with that. And I really felt that experience. And I say that because I think we always have experiences and interactions with people. And sometimes we either choose not to see what just happened or we are not ready to feel the experience. Mm. For whatever reason I was that day, little did I know I was still working. Uh, the nurse from the uh, breast cancer um, department called me and said, your results have come back and you have breast cancer. Oh, wow. And I was at work at this point. I was seeing patients. And so you're doing your shift. I'm doing my shift. Yes. And so I stop and I think, okay, I'm going to come down and talk to you about this. And I sat in my office for a minute by myself and sort of took some deep breaths, went down and heard what was going on. And the first question I asked her was, am I going to die? And I said, I can't die. I have two little girls who were five and seven at the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they talked to me and said, no, <laughs> the radiologist was very nice and said, no, you most likely are not going to die from this cancer. You may get hit by a car in the parking lot, but you're not going to get killed from this. I was just thinking, Shandy. Yeah. The answer to that is yes, you're going to die. <laughs> At some point. Nobody gets out of this alive. You're a right. nurse. You know this. Right, right. But I, yeah. And, you know, at that moment, something really switched. And I thought, okay, well, then let's get on with it. I'm not going to die. So let's not worry. Bring it. Bring it on. And mm. I thought of that guy that morning. And I thought... What an amazing gentleman that was going to die from what he had. And he still was smiling and he still was gracious. And when I walked in, he was present and happy and feeling the whole experience. And he was such an inspiration to me. And I thought, it. well, we talk about perspective, right? Yeah. That definitely put it into perspective for me. Right. And it shifted everything. And then I went through this experience that I look back on as one of the most amazing experiences in my life. I loved it. I loved the people I met. I, the technology side of thing was fascinating because I didn't know anything about cancer and sort of how they do these biopsies and how they, all of that. I didn't know. I'd never been to a plastic yeah. surgeon before. I mean, they're just these artists that it's just phenomenal to watch. And 
and to be allowed in that space. And that's how I saw it is I am allowed in the space that I get to experience something new. And it's not ideal, but it's okay. And I thought, what am I waiting for in my life? I mean, is it to get through the end of your life without a scar, without anything bad ever happening? It's almost like we think if something bad happens, then I didn't do it. Something bad, bad happens. So I've gone down the wrong path. But what is the point? So now I have scars and it's great. I have a story and I have friends and I have felt the love of people and the support that I, I I can't even, there's no words to what happens when you can let people see you and you're allowed to be vulnerable and allow yourself to be fearful, but open yourself up. It's extraordinary what happens. It's the kind of thing you would never raise your hand and sign up for. Well, I almost would now. Interesting. You know what you said? And you said something, you glossed right over this, Shandy, but we're going to go back to it. You said, well, what if something bad happens, right? We get this anxiety about what if something bad happens. Was this a bad thing? The way you're presenting it, it was like this powerful, enriching, life-enhancing experience for you that also had a professional intrigue. Yes. Which is an interesting little add-on for you. Right. Wow. Hold on. Was this bad? No. Now, painful. Well, it wasn't. You know what's interesting? It wasn't even painful. Oh, well, interesting. That's a whole other story. Who does that? I took no pain meds for either surgery. I had a double mastectomy and I had a reconstruction. Never had any pain meds. I just... No. And I'd heard about the surgery before and I'd heard about the reconstruction before. And I am not some rock star when it comes to pain. You know, so then what is and and I've talked to people about this and I'm sure they think, oh, well, she could just, you know, there's a reason why I couldn't do that. She just must be a crazy person. (laughs) (laughs) I may be a crazy person, but. You know, I look at triathletes. I think they're crazy people, right? They just gut through anything. Right. And I admire that. I wish I could do that. And I can't, right? Yeah. I get to a little hill when I run and I think, oh, that's a little too stressful. I think I'll- I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so I have no special powers. But what I had was this belief in myself that I can do this. I have the right team around me. I got an acupuncturist to come in and be with me. And I, I also created my team. And that's something that I did take away from my work experience, which was I picked my surgeon, which to me seemed very obvious. And since I've talked to many people who didn't know they have the option to do that, I interviewed three surgeons and I found the one that was going to work and was in alignment with what I was thinking and feeling and how I wanted to go about this. And I interviewed everybody and then I pulled my team together and I felt like a rock star. I mean, all of these amazing minds were there to help me. And they're working for you, not the other. They are working for me. I mean, 
I felt privileged that I could be in that space. And I remember the anesthesiologist came in the morning and she had every drug imaginable ready to give me. And she said, what do you need? Are you anxious? Are you painful? Are you what? I said, no, I'm great. I'm good. I'm good. She says, how about a little, you know, a little Valium, a little, I said, no, I'm great. I feel so supported and so loved and so relaxed. And what I came out real, I know this sounds crazy. You're all hopped up on love and positivity. I am. And I realized anybody can do this. It's all in your perspective. Uh, yeah. It's how you choose to see any situation. And I chose to see it as an experience that I was allowed to have. And honored to be in that space. Yes. Wow. Shandy, as you've told your story, you're, you're illuminating and getting to principles that can help anyone yeah. in a variety of life circumstances. Folks, when we come back from this break, we'll dig into that a little bit more. This is Shandy Welch at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, Live On Purpose family. I know you're a fan of personal development, and that's why you're here on the podcast. Something else that I think you would really like is Live On Purpose TV. Come on over to youtube.com forward slash Live On Purpose TV, where you will find daily episodes that are all geared toward powering up your personal development program. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And we're back. Shandy Welch, you're bringing it today. <laughs> you surprised me just a little while ago. And I shouldn't be surprised because I know you well enough to know that, yeah, well, of course she's going to go there. You were telling this story about the day you got your diagnosis and the patient, the elderly gentleman who is just joyful with several very grave diagnoses. And that took you aback, but it also gave you some fresh eyes uh, to look at your own diagnosis that came later on the same day. Yeah. Um, that surprised me. It took me by surprise a little bit. Yeah. But this is the kind of thing that happens all the time, right? If we're aware, if we're tuning yeah. in. Yes. There are these sort of magical moments, my family calls them, mm -hmm. that happened they do happen all the time. And I think we, you know, I think about, um, let's say a very easy example you're, you're thinking, and I think you talked about this when we first met is you, you're thinking about a new car and then all of a sudden you see that car everywhere, mm. right? That car has been around. You just haven't noticed it. You weren't tuned into it. Right. 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 You choose to tune into these opportunities and the people around you and the experiences, they are everywhere and they can influence your life and you can influence their life in an unbelievable way that is sometimes a little frightening because it just happens and you think how, you know, you think of somebody, 10 minutes later, the phone rings and they call you. Things like that. Yeah. To things like this, this guy, why did that gentleman happen to be, I was working that day, he came in and I, and I got that experience that moment. I, I saw thousands of patients 
it, it's like it's all in alignment. You just have to be interested and willing to see what's in front of you. And there are such amazing people in this world that so want to help each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I are one of them. Yeah. Given the opportunity, we'll lean into you and provide you with experiences and opportunities. But we have to put ourselves in the space that we're ready to receive that. Which requires a little vulnerability, wouldn't you think? And I call myself a vulnerability junkie. Yes. Oh, yeah? I do. You are weird. I know I'm weird. And it's not that I'm any less afraid than anybody else. But I have found the most amazing experiences come out of vulnerability. Including this, this experience with cancer. Oh, God. I mean, you're naked in an OR room. I know everybody in the room. So a literally physical vulnerability. These are your coworkers. These are my coworkers. <laughs> I know. Just That's not that necessarily course. what you do at a party with your coworkers. Yeah. So there was that. But to be in that space and allow people to love you and care for you mm. is just a magical experience. It's really, and you almost have to push yourself into it. You have to seek out those experiences and just stand in the moment of fear and allow yourself to feel what's going to happen because it does happen every single time. This is one of those things. It's a paradox. Yes. We, We fear this vulnerability that you're describing. Yes. We also crave it. Yes. It's what makes us feel human and alive and vibrant. Yes. Yes. That's a paradox. I know. And it's exciting and it's hard to understand. And it's hard to talk to people that, that are so fearful because they just, they think that there's no relationship between you and them, that that could ever be possible. You know, that, that we must have differencing, differences in the way we approach things. And so, therefore, it could never happen to me. Mm-hmm. And I know you talk about that a lot in your book, sort of the victim role and, the, mm. and, and seeing things from the perspective of I can't, I won't, I couldn't. And what if you turn that around? Anything is possible. And it's just, it's so exciting to then play with that in your life. And then you just want more. I love this theme. I went to your website and it's right there on the fresh eyes. Yeah. And the power of perspective. When, when we open our eyes in a way that we haven't before. Yeah. It's, it's not that that stuff wasn't there. It wasn't available to us. It's that we didn't see it. Right. And so this experience for you, even though, even though at the time you wouldn't have signed up for it now in retrospect, you're like, Oh yeah, that was awesome. Right. Um, Sometimes things happen to us, or I like to say for us, um, because how are we to know that, you know, it wasn't right. supposed to be this way. It's you probably get, perfect for you. 
Yes. And, you know, my mother always says your lessons will get stronger and stronger until you choose to see them, whether it's good or it's bad. If you need to learn something, it's going to get there in front of you in some way. You can choose to hear it and see it right away, or you can choose to wait until it literally knocks you over your head. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that this opportunity and I see it. I see cancer. It was an opportunity. And I chose to yes. see that way because I could have absolutely chosen a different route. And I've seen many people who have chosen a different route. And that's what makes me sad because I know what's possible for people. And it doesn't have to be this horrible thing. Um, right. And it's a choice. And it takes work. And it didn't mean I didn't have moments of fear. It didn't mean I didn't cry. It, it, it was all of those things. But it was also wanting to, to experience something greater and to really feel it and get every little bit out of it. Because that is life. That, what is our other, what's our point if not to connect with people and to inspire people and to to surrender to other people in a way that can rise everybody up. And this is one of those opportunities. There's a piece of this I want to ask you about. Sure. You mentioned already that you had two little girls when you got your diagnosis. Yeah. You have two big girls now. Yeah. What has this done to you as a parent? I love that question. And I just was writing about that the other day. Well, one of the things it did is it gave me an opportunity to teach them that they don't need to be afraid of anything. That was the, the, you know, talking about cancer. I told them from day one, I had cancer and we used the word cancer and we, they were there with me. And I shared it, obviously, in a way that a five-year-old and a seven-year-old can understand. But I didn't sugarcoat it. Because the fact of the matter is, is this is life. And I'm preparing two girls that I want to never be stopped by their fear. And and cancer. I mean, of course, I work in a hospital where there's, there's lots of cancer all over the place. And I'm amazed by how many people pull back and don't talk about it and pretend it doesn't exist. And then they literally either die because of that, which I think that does not seem like a good choice to me or right. Or to face it because we are so strong. We are so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for. So that's what I taught my girls to not only the physical part of not to fear cancer they will know that I will never not tell them the truth. So they don't lay in bed ever wondering, did her cancer come back? Did that doctor appointment, is she going because something's wrong? They don't waste energy with that because I don't want them to. I said, I will tell you if there's something you need to worry about. Yep. And that to me was a really powerful process to go through to get there and to know that that's a really important lesson to me as a parent. That's we have chosen to parent in a very transparent way with our kids. Mm -hmm. And we have talks about what's scary and what's fabulous and what's fearful and all of those things. 
and to develop a trust between the four of us that we can have these conversations and go through it together. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been great. And I've loved that I can share with them these things because this is what happens in life. This is real. So why are we pretending it's not? This is our life. It's right. not, you know, I'd have a great life if I didn't have this. Right. This is your life. This is it. Right. And it's, it's all the good and the bad and the everything that makes it exciting. And that's when I, when I go back to that idea that we sort of, what are we supposed to die with no experiences, with nothing bad, with no scars? and um, Clean and neatly pressed. Who would want that? Nobody. But yet that's where we sort of direct our lives that way and then get shocked when something bad happens as if we got totally off kilter. But it's not. That's it. That's your moment right there. Even there again, the wording is something bad happens. Right. How do we know it's bad? Right. Right. We get this anticipation or this preconceived notion that, oh, that would be bad. Well, it might be painful. It might be difficult. It might be challenging. Sure. I love the way Tim Hansel put this. He said, pain is inevitable. Misery is optional. Optional. Absolutely. Powerful. Yeah. That's what you've proven it, haven't you? Yeah. Meaning tested it and figured it out for yourself. Well, and I keep thinking, you know, I I was always that of this mindset before, but it's nice to be challenged to walk the walk. Could you really pull it off when the rubber hits the road? (laughs) You know what? I was just talking to one of my clients today about that because my opening chapter in my book is lightning strikes. Right. And it's about a time when I went through the most challenging financial problem. Right. Even, even saying that, I'm like, I got nothing. It was a financial problem. Big whoop. I've talked to, last week, I talked to a triple amputee blind mom. Right. You know what I'm saying? So stuff happens. Yeah. And this happened to me. It was such a gift, Shandy. And that's what I'm hearing from you too, because I got to take a look at the stuff that I was intellectually or professionally teaching to my clients. And I think I commented to you about this earlier. You know what? This stuff we teach, it's actually true. Yeah. And we get to learn that through our own precious life experience. Yeah. Which sometimes includes things that are terrifying. Yes. But they could also be a grand adventure. Absolutely. Depending on our perspective. That's the power of your message. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Shandy, how do people find you? If they want to connect with you, have you come speak or just yeah. you know, do some coaching? I, I know you do some private coaching. with. I do. Well. I do. What's the best way to contact you? So I have a website, which is www.fresheyes.solutions. So not .com. Not dot com. That was a learning experience for me. <laughs> I kept putting in dot com and I couldn't find myself. No yeah, one coming up. No dot solutions. Yeah, and I'm fresh there. eyes. No tricky spellings there. Fresh no. eyes dot solutions because that's what you're offering, right? Yeah. And what will people find there? 
So I, it talks a little bit about my experience. It talks about what I like to offer and talk to people about. I work with teams. I work with individuals. I also write. I have a blog there that I just write about a lot of experiences. I'd love to hear from people and hear about their experiences. And I get so much excitement out of watching other people light up. Yeah. And then you connect on something and they see it differently and their life shifts. So cool. It's so exciting and it's possible. And so that's what I hope to do for people. Well, thank you for sharing some fresh eyes with us at Live On Purpose Radio today. Thank you for having me. Fantastic work that you're doing. Folks, you've heard it from Shandy. I think if you're anything like me, and you probably are because you're subscribed to the podcast, whatever has inspired you today from this conversation, if you would just have the courage to act on that, notice what's out there. It's time to go live on purpose. Purpose.